Hello everyone, this is Elizabeth from Methods in Ecology and Evolution and today we have Jason Knopf with us who's going to talk to us about a paper he and his colleagues will be publishing in Methods in Ecology and Evolution called Using Fine-Scale GIS Data to Assess the Relationship Between Intraannual Environmental Niche Variability and Population Density in a Local Stream Fish Assemblage. Hello Jason. Hi Elizabeth. My first question is to ask, what is the main idea behind your work? Well, from a methodological perspective, ecologists and evolutionary biologists have recently started using species locality data and GIS-based environmental data to understand factors regulating species distributions across relatively broad geographic scales. So, for example, to predict species distribution for conservation purposes, to understand areas of uh, potential species invasions, and more generally to characterize the environmental niche of species. So one of our general goals was to see if we could apply these broad-scale GIS techniques to local assemblages and basically see if we could use them to understand the environmental factors regulating local species assemblages. So from a research perspective, uh, we generated fine-scale GIS data for several environmental variables at a half a meter resolution uh, within a stream reach that was about 700 meters long. And we used these environmental data to assess the factors regulating the local stream fish assemblages. So our environmental variables were things like flow rate and sediment size and depth, dissolved oxygen, things that have been shown to be important to fishes. So we then georeferenced the fish occurrences within the stream during four different times of the year to try and capture um, seasonal variation. So we had fish collection data at four different times of the year and environmental data we generated at four different times of the year. And so we can then intersect species localities with the GIS environmental data to characterize the habitat used by the species. And this is similar to um, what people have done at these broad geographic scales. And what this allows us to do is then characterize um, what's been referred to as the environmental niche of species, which tells us about the habitat that species are using. But with the uh, GIS-based environmental data, it also gives us the opportunity to characterize the amount and extent of habitat where the species tend not to occur. And so what we found was that um, the environmental niche characteristics did a really good job of explaining variation in population sizes among species. So how do you think your work will advance existing methods in ecology and evolution? Well, I think the, the primary advance initially is just taking these broad-scale techniques and applying them locally. And um, what that will allow us to do uh, potentially is, you know, from a basic perspective, understand the factors regulating local species persistence or abundance or assemblage structure, but also allow us to predict the impacts of habitat modification or, or any anthropology genetically uh, induced changes in habitat on the distribution and presence of species. And, you know, I think as the quality and quantity of remote sensing data increases, it'll also give us the opportunity to expand the extent of these types of studies, but maintaining a similar fine-scale resolution. My final question, how can your methods be applied and by whom? So I think they can be applied by anyone uh, interested in understanding environmental factors regulating local species assemblages or distributions. I think there uh, are potentially you know, many useful basic applications in terms of understanding 
what's regulating um, local assemblage structure or local populations. And I think there are also um, some potentially important conservation applications. So by being able to characterize the environmental niche in which a species occurs, so the habitat that's important to the persistence of a species, it allows us to develop models that will predict how species may respond to local variation in habitat. So um, as habitat changes, what might happen to sensitive species? And um, similarly, if we're looking to improve local habitat, are we improving it in a manner that will facilitate um, species persistence or the establishment of sensitive species? Well, thank you for coming to speak to us today, Jason. Thank you. And thank you for listening. This has been a podcast for Methods in Ecology and Evolution on behalf of the British Ecological Society.